Hello, friends, and welcome to Sash Chat, the podcast where we talk all things pageantry. I'm your host, Alora Martin, and each week I'll be bringing you pageant-related content with no hold barred. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright silly. Hello, hello, queens. Welcome back to Sash Chat, where this week we're talking about money. It's no secret that pageants are expensive, so I want to help you understand why that is, how you can compete on a budget, and how to know if the sticker price of that pageant you've been eyeing is really worth it. Before we dive in, I'm proud to announce that this episode of Sash Chat is sponsored by No Lines Nude. No Lines Nude has created various tanning products, including mists, foams, and gradual tanning moisturizers. One of my favorite things about their product line is that everything is vegan and cruelty-free. As a redhead, I'm no stranger to sunburns and wanting that tan glow. So having a product that's good for my skin and gives me some color without all the harmful effects of UV rays is awesome. Check out our Instagram at sashchatpodcast and click the link in our bio to see the full product line for No Lines Nude. All right, let's jump in. The first thing I want to address is entry fees, or sometimes what's called sponsorship fees. Obviously, pageants take money to run. Even if a pageant organization is a nonprofit or has community sponsors, they're still going to need to charge an entry fee to cover expenses. I've seen entry fees ranging from $30 to $5,000, and usually the price is commensurate with the value of the experience and the price package. But that's not always true. So one of the first things I do when I look at a pageant is I find the breakdown of costs and what the total cost to compete will be. And you may be like, Alora, the entry fee is the cost to compete. But that's not always the case. Often the entry fee is the baseline. It's what gets you in the door. Then you may have a mandatory ad page fee. You may be required to sell a certain number of tickets to the pageant. Or you're required to pay for an opening number dress or t-shirt provided by the organization. Or you must donate $50 to the scholarship fund for the winners. Or you're required to bring a gift for a sisterhood exchange. Maybe you need to pay for your competition sash. Or there's a mandatory registration fee to be paid to the national office, even if you're competing at the state level. Or maybe it's all of the above. And to be clear, none of these things are inherently bad. In fact, they're fairly common and most of the time completely justified. But it's still important to know how much you're going to end up paying and what it's for. In my opinion, if an organization can't explain to you why they charge the price that they charge, it's a red flag. Some organizations will have a breakdown right on their website or in the application to compete, and some might not. But if they don't, never feel like you can't ask. If you're competing in a local pageant that costs $750, I highly encourage you to ask the director what's included in your entry fee if it's not posted somewhere. True story, I competed in a local pageant years ago, and the entry fee seemed reasonable, so I didn't bat an eye. I just paid it. But then I found out after I won that my entry fee didn't include my sash should I win. So after the pageant, I had to write an additional check to the organization before they would give me my sash. Conversely, I competed in a different local pageant a few years later, and the price seemed low. 
So I asked the director what was included, because now I'm skeptical. And I found out that not only did it cover my entry and some complimentary coaching from their sponsor, but I also got a free membership to a casting agency for a whole year just for entering, which normally would have cost me a few hundred bucks. And I don't recall ever seeing that in the paperwork, so I never would have known if I didn't ask. On top of what's included as a contestant, you should also find out what you will receive and what you will be financially committed to should you win. This is so important. Oftentimes, if you win a local or a state pageant, you're guaranteed to advance to the next level, but that doesn't mean the bill is paid for you to get there. Maybe you win a state pageant and the prize package includes your entry fee for nationals, your hotel while you're there, your wardrobe, your headshot, the whole gamut. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it covers your entry fee, but not your ad page, or half your entry fee and your headshots. Maybe you just get a check for $500 that you can use towards any expenses you see fit and everything else comes out of your pocket. Again, I'm not saying that any of these are inherently bad, but it's important to know what you're getting yourself into. Hypothetically, you could win a state pageant and be required to compete at nationals but have nothing paid for by the state organization, so you get smacked with a $5,000 bill you have to pay. And maybe that's okay with you, but you'd still want that information before you commit to that state pageant. So again, if the information isn't posted somewhere, ask. There's no shame in wanting information. And I think it actually looks good from a director's standpoint that a contestant wants to be informed and prepared to compete at the next level should they win. Like I said, any pageant organization that is not willing to share that information is probably not an organization that I would want to be a part of. Another thing to consider when looking at entry fees is the scale of the production. Personally, I don't mind paying $600 for a local pageant if it's on a massive stage in an amazing theater with professional lighting and nice backdrops and a live DJ and it's being live streamed so my family can watch. But if I show up to a local pageant that I paid $600 for and it's on the floor of a tiny hotel ballroom with no stage, no lights, and the music is playing off of someone's Spotify account on their Bluetooth speaker, we're going to have a problem. Also, make sure you look at the optional fees of pageants. And what I mean by that are the add-ons and the nice-to-haves that aren't required to compete. For me, the most important add-on is always the video of the pageant. I did a pageant a few years ago and got super excited to find out that a free copy of the video was part of the winner's prize package, so I was able to eliminate that cost when I won. But I absolutely would have paid for it if I didn't. Other things include photo packages, program books, optional competitions like casual wear, talent, spokesmodel, which is a whole nother conversation for another episode, and optional titles where the person with the second highest score also gets a title for the year, which is also a topic for another episode. Aside from those, look at what you might have to pay to someone other than the pageant organization, like a professional hair and makeup artist. You may have to pay for travel, hotel stay, spray tans, manicures, wardrobe, jewelry, all the things. And maybe you have some of these things in your back pocket, but there's almost always affiliated costs. So you may think you're getting a screaming deal because you're competing in a state pageant that's only $200. But if it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to get all of your wardrobe that's required, get your hair and makeup done, to travel there, maybe it's not such a screaming deal. 
So please, before you compete in your next pageant, make sure you know what you're getting into. You may be pleasantly surprised to find all these benefits that you didn't know were available to you. Or you might learn that you have to pay extra for the sash if you win. And to be clear, I'm, I'm not advocating for or against any particular price point or prize package or pageant. If you have the money and this is how you want to spend it, I am your biggest supporter and I say go do it. I just want you to be completely informed going into your next pageant experience. And if you're like me who's had to pinch pennies to compete, I don't want you to have any surprises. On the note of pinching pennies... I want to shift gears a little bit and talk to you about how you can mitigate some of the costs we've discussed and how you can compete in large-scale pageants even if you're on a tight budget. There are so many ways you can get your costs covered or at least make them less of a burden for you. One of the best ways to do this is through sponsors. Sponsors can literally be anyone, a friend, a family member, a local business, It's usually easier to get sponsored by someone you have an existing relationship with, but you can absolutely ask businesses or people you have no affiliation with to sponsor you. Sponsorships can be cash or they can be in kind, meaning that they provide a free service or item that you need. So if you have a nail technician that you see regularly, or if there's a boutique you frequently shop at, ask them to sponsor you with a free or discounted manicure for your next pageant or an interview outfit or whatever else you may need. Or just ask for money. And you don't have to stop asking for money when your entry fee is paid. Keep looking for sponsors. See if you can get your flight paid for, your hotel paid for, your hair and makeup artist paid for, whatever you need to be successful at your pageant. When it comes to soliciting sponsors, I have four major tips to give you. One, make sure it's mutually beneficial. Don't just ask them to give you something. Tell them what you'll do for them in return. They may not ask for anything, but always offer. Maybe you'll do social media shout outs for their business. Maybe you'll volunteer at their next fundraiser. Maybe you can have their name printed in the pageant program book. Maybe you can give them a shout out on stage while you're competing. Maybe if you win your pageant, you'll come back in your crown and sash and do promotional photos with your director's approval, of course. Number two, put it in writing. Unless you have the type of relationship with the potential sponsor where you can just ask for something, like your grandma, (laughs) make sure you offer them something in writing. It shows that you're professional and that you understand the seriousness of your ask. I highly recommend going to the person or the business in person and bringing a physical letter about yourself and the pageant you're competing in that details what you're asking for and what you will offer in return, along with your contact info. So something to the effect of, my name is Alora Martin, a first-generation college student who's working towards my MBA at Montana State University and a Presidential Gold Service Award recipient. I'm your reigning Miss Awesomeville, which allows me the opportunity to compete at the Miss Awesome USA pageant this winter, which provides over $20,000 in scholarships annually to young women like me. And I'm looking for sponsors to help me get there. In exchange for your generous support, I'm offering four social media shoutouts for your business to my 6,000 followers, and your business name and website will be highlighted in the national program book purchased and seen by hundreds of people. Something like that. (laughs) Also, if their donation is tax deductible in any way, and usually this is only for pageants that are established as a 501c3, make sure to include that and a separate sheet on how they can claim that tax credit. 
If you need help procuring that information, talk to the pageant director. They'll help you out. Number three, look the part. If you have a local or a state title already, wear your crown and sash when you go to ask for sponsorship. I think we all know that sparkly hats come with added benefits. (laughs) I also recommend making sure your hair and makeup are nicely done and wearing a nice interview type outfit. And number four, be grateful no matter what. Even if they say no, even if they tell you they have to talk to their boss and and they'll get back to you, Thank them for their time and be courteous. Smile, be pleasant, maybe even offer to do a social media shout out anyway. Who knows? Maybe it'll change their mind. But always be kind and thankful. I recognize, though, that getting sponsors can sometimes be easier said than done. So in addition to looking for sponsors, I always encourage creative fundraising ideas. It can be as simple as a GoFundMe Or it can be more involved like a raffle, a car wash, selling handmade jewelry. Not even the sky is the limit. One of my favorite fundraisers I've ever done was a joint raffle with my favorite nonprofit where we jointly solicited raffle items and promoted it on social media. And then we split the profits 50-50. I've also had my dance studio donate their space for a day and I taught a beginning class where I charged $30 and it all went back into my pageant costs. I've seen girls buy high-ticket items like designer purses or Apple products and raffle them on social media. At one point, I even posted on Facebook that for every dollar someone contributed to my pageant fees, I would do a push-up. And I don't know that I would necessarily recommend that one because it was pretty brutal on my arms. But seriously, you can do anything. Be creative. Use your strengths and have fun with it. If you have a creative fundraiser you've done, I would love to hear about it. DM me on Instagram at sashchatpodcast or email me at sashchatpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I don't know about you, but I'm a spreadsheet queen. Everything in my life is in a spreadsheet. I have an awesome pageant budgeting spreadsheet that I use every time I compete to make sure I know exactly what I'm spending and how I'm paying for it. If this is something you'd be interested in, let me know. I could probably be convinced to share it as a free resource in the at Sash Chat podcast link tree on Instagram. So I know this was a lot of money talk, but I hope you found some of it useful. If you have any additional questions or ideas you want to share, go to our Instagram, click the link in the bio, and there's an Ask Alora button where you can leave questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, literally whatever you want. And you can choose for it to be anonymous or not, whatever you're cozy with. I'm always happy to continue the conversation if you choose. So that's all I have for today. Again, never hesitate to DM me or ask questions. I'm here to answer all of them. And if I don't know the answer, I will either find it or I will find someone who does. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. And remember to always wear your invisible crown. (laughs) 